Good evening. This is All India Radio. I'm Anuja Kumar and with me is Anita Anand with the evening news. The headlines. Center reviews progress of vaccination and public health response to COVID-19 with states and union territories. Over 24 crore COVID vaccine doses administered so far. Government prohibits use of Remdesivir in children with coronavirus infection. National recovery rate further improves to 94.77%. Prime Minister Narendra Modi to participate in outreach session of G7 summit on 12th and 13th June in virtual format. Coverage under Employees State Insurance Act extended to all casual and contractual workers of municipal bodies in the country. government urges people to not share information on social media about child in distress government allows lpg customers to have a choice deciding which distributor they want their lpg refill from upsc interview for civil services main examination 2020 to resume on 2nd of august and in french open tennis russia's anastasia pavlyuchenkova enters final in women's singles Maria Sakkari of Greece faces Barbora Krejcikova of Czech Republic in second semi-final. As many states are relaxing the lockdown norms, we advise our listeners not to lower their guard as the COVID-19 pandemic remains a threat to our health. Please stay at home unless it is essential to go out and continue to follow the four simple steps. Wear a face mask maintain two gaz ki doori for social distancing focus on hand and face hygiene and get vaccinated for any covid related information and guidance contact national helpline numbers 0112397 and 1075 and now the news in detail the center today reviewed the progress of vaccination and public health response to covid-19 with the states and union territories states have been advised to focus on second dose coverage among healthcare workers and frontline workers union health secretary rajesh bhushan chaired the high level meeting with the states and uts during the meeting the progress of vaccination was reviewed in the light of the revised guidelines for implementation of national covid vaccination program and recent advisories states were also informed of the modifications of covin platform aimed to make it more effective as a backend management tool for the country wide vaccination drive states were informed that the covin platform is now available in 12 languages mr bhushan highlighted the low vaccination coverage among healthcare workers and frontline workers especially for the second dose he termed it as a cause of serious concern The secretary said the national average for the first dose administration among the healthcare workers is 82% and the national average for the second dose among them is only 56%. He said 18 states and UTs including Punjab, Maharashtra, Haryana, Tamil Nadu, Delhi and Assam have a coverage below the national average in this aspect. Mr Bhushan said for frontline workers the national average of first dose coverage is 85% but the national average of second dose coverage is only 47%. He said 19 states and UTs have reported second dose coverage of frontline workers less than the national average. 
The states and union territories include Bihar, Haryana, Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, Andhra Pradesh, Puducherry, Telangana, Karnataka and Punjab. India has crossed a major landmark with administration of more than 24 crore COVID vaccine doses to the beneficiaries so far. The Union Health Ministry has informed that more than 33,79,000 vaccine doses were given in the country in the last 24 hours. Out of this, nearly 30 lakh beneficiaries were vaccinated with the first dose, whereas around 3 lakh beneficiaries received their second dose of the vaccination. The cumulative figure of vaccine doses administered under the largest vaccination drive in the country now stands at over 24 crore 27 lakh. The Health Ministry confirmed that so far over 3 crore 42 lakh doses of the vaccine have been given to the people in the age group of 18 to 44 years. Nearly 19 lakh beneficiaries in this age group received their first jabs in the last 24 hours, whereas around 86,000 others were given their second dose. The ministry said more than 10 lakh beneficiaries in the age group of 18 to 44 years have already received their first dose of COVID vaccine in the states of Bihar, Delhi, Gujarat, Haryana, Karnataka, Maharashtra, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Tamil Nadu, Telangana, Uttar Pradesh and West Bengal. The nation continues to march strongly on its path of COVID recovery with a gradual decrease in total number of active cases. For the third consecutive day today, the number of new daily cases remained below the 1 lakh figure. In the past 24 hours, over 1,51,000 COVID patients recovered from the disease, whereas in the same time span, 94,052 fresh cases were recorded nationwide. The number of fresh cases recorded is lowest in over two months' time span. With this, the recovery rate in the country has improved further to 94.77%. The cumulative share of the active COVID cases in the country continues to witness consistent decline and comprises nearly 4% of the total reported cases. The Health Ministry has informed that currently nearly 11,67,000 people are reported to be suffering from the viral disease and are either hospitalized or are under home isolation. The daily positivity rate also remained below 5% and much below the 10% mark for the 17th consecutive day. The government has strictly forbidden the use of remdesivir in children infected with coronavirus. Also, the children under the age of 5 are no longer required to wear masks. These recommendations have been made in the guidelines issued by the central government. The Director General of Health Services, DGHS of Ministry of Health and Family Welfare, has issued comprehensive guidelines for management of COVID-19 in children below 18 years. In the guidelines, an emergency use Authorization program Desivir has not been recommended in children. The DGHS has said that there is lack of sufficient safety and efficacy data about the use of remdesivir in children below 18 years of age. Lab investigations are not required for the children in asymptomatic and mild cases. These investigations are needed only in moderate and severe cases. The rational use of high-resolution CT scan of chest has been recommended by the DGHS. Routine high-resolution CT imaging of chest in COVID-19 patients is not recommended. Use of high-resolution CT scan has been advised in the moderate and severe cases in children in the event of continuous worsening of condition. The DGHS has advised to avoid self-medication of steroids. It has recommended that use of steroids is harmful in asymptomatic and mild cases of COVID-19. 
It has been suggested that steroids must be used at the right time in right dose under strict supervision in hospitalized moderately severe and critically ill COVID-19 cases in children. The government has urged people to not share information on social media about a child found abandoned or in distress as it can put the child's life at risk. The Women and Child Development Ministry has said such information should be reported to child line number 1098. The Supreme Court had recently expressed concerns about the illegal adoption of children orphaned by COVID-19. It directed the state governments and union territories to act against the NGOs which are indulging in illegal adoption. They were asked to take stringent action against agencies and individuals who are responsible for indulging in illegal adoption of children affected by COVID-19. Invitation to persons for adoption of orphans is illegal as no adoption of the child can be permitted without the involvement of Central Adoption Resource Authority or CARA. More from our correspondent. Several children are facing serious distress in the event of parents getting infected or hospitalized due to COVID. Some of them have lost their parents to the pandemic. States and union territories have been directed to continue identifying the children who have become orphans or lost a parent after March 2020, either due to COVID or otherwise. The identification of the affected children can be done through Childline, health officials, Panchayati Raj institutions, police or NGOs. District Child Protection Units must contact the affected child and his guardian immediately on receipt of information about the deaths of parents. Assessment must be made about the availability and willingness of the guardian to take care of the child. If not, the child should be produced before the Child Welfare Committee immediately. Suparna Saikya, IIR News, Delhi. Steel Minister Dharmendra Pradhan today dedicated 114-bedded COVID care facility in Bihlai Steel Plant of Sale in Chhattisgarh. This hospital is equipped with gaseous oxygen and has been set up after laying a pipeline of 1.5 kilometer for supply of gaseous oxygen from the plant. This is the first phase of this project which aims to scale up to reach a total of 500 oxygenated beds in the subsequent two more phases. Speaking on the occasion, Mr. Pradhan said that Prime Minister Narendra Modi has given the mantra of Jaha Bimar, Vahi Upchar and setting up hospitals near the source of gaseous oxygen is another step towards that vision. Minister of State for External Affairs V. Murali Dharan today held a virtual meeting with Vice Minister of Foreign Affairs of Indonesia Mahendra Sirigar. Mr. Murali Dharan thanked the Indonesian government for relief materials which were sent to India for fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. The Health Ministry's National Telemedicine Service E. Sanjeevni has crossed another milestone by completing 60 lakh consultations through more than 375 online OVDs. Over 40,000 patients consult over 1,600 doctors and specialists on a daily basis using this innovative digital medium to seek health services. Currently, the National Telemedicine Service is operational in 31 states and union territories. The Health Ministry has conceptualized e-Sanjeevni, a doctor-to-doctor telemedicine platform in November 2019 for implementation at 1,55,000 health and wellness centers under Ayushman Bharat scheme. Keeping in view the role and need of medical oxygen during the second wave of COVID pandemic, IIT Kanpur will help to provide 20,000 indigenous high-quality oxygen concentrators and oxygen plants for countries' emergency response to COVID-19 pandemic. 
the Startup Incubation and Innovation Center, SIIC, of IIT Kanpur, today said that it has raised funding from ICICI Securities for Mission Bharat Oxygen MBO2 to support domestic manufacturing of oxygen concentrators on scale. The project will support local manufacturers to develop oxygen concentrators. The concentrator cost is at least 40% lower than comparable imported products and by the 20th of June, daily run rate of 100 units per manufacturer per day is expected to be achieved. The SIIC has already selected eight manufacturing partners from 70-plus participants who competed to manufacture indigenous oxygen plants and oxygen concentrators. The Union Minister for Minority Affairs, Mukhtar Abbas Nakwi, today said that Indian government will abide by the Saudi Arabia's decision on conducting Hajj 2021, stating that the government's priority continues to be the health and well-being of people of both the nations and also of humanity, Mr. Nakwi said. India is going its preparations, including vaccination of pilgrims. He was speaking after chairing a review meeting regarding Hajj 2021 in Mumbai that was virtually attended by India's ambassador to Saudi Arabia, Dr. Osaf Saeed, Consul General of India in Jeddah, Shahid Alam, and senior officials. We have more from a Mumbai correspondent. Mr. Nakhvi said a nationwide campaign will soon be launched to curb rumours and apprehensions regarding vaccination. He added that state Hajj committees, Waqf boards, associated organisations, Central Waqf Council, Maulana Azad Educational Foundation and other social and educational institutions will be a part of this campaign. The minister informed that women self-help groups will also be included for the campaign titled Jaan Hai to Jahan Hai that will be launched specially in villages and remote areas of the country. Nisharani, AIR News, Mumbai. In Odisha, the world-famous Rath Yatra in Puri will be held without any devotees. In addition, the state government has prohibited Rath Yatras in any other temples across the state due to the ongoing pandemic. The Rath Yatra falls on 12th of July this year. More from our Bhubneshwar correspondent. This is for the second consecutive time that the car festival in Puri that attracts devotees in lakhs every year will have none of them. However, the annual festival in the holy city of Puri will be observed by the Sri Jagannath Temple servitors with strict adherence to COVID-19 protocols in conformity with the direction of the Supreme Court issued last year. While each of the participating servitors, police personnel and other officials must have either been fully vaccinated or tested negative for COVID-19, a maximum of 500 persons would be allowed to pull each of the three chariots of the deities. Here is Chandradas, AIR News, Bhubaneswar. In the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir as part of Social Support Initiative and for contributing to the Society for the Containment of Second Wave of COVID-19, Sri Mata Vaishno Devi Shrine Board, SMVD, SP, today provided 18 oxygen concentrators to Deputy Commissioner Riyasi. AIR Jammu correspondent reports that the oxygen concentrators were provided for 18 panchayat-level COVID care centers established by the district administration in Katra and Panthal blocks of the RC district. Of these, 10 concentrators have been provided for 10 gram panchayats of Katra block and 8 are given to 8 panchayats of Panthal block for utilization by the needy persons. 
the Meghalaya government has revised the entry-exit protocol for the public. According to a new directive issued by the Health and Family Welfare Department, it is mandatory for all the people to register themselves prior to their travel at Meghalaya online COVID testing and to download the Arogya Setu app and the Behavioral Change Management app of Meghalaya from Google Play Store. The News Services Division of All India Radio in its bilingual live phone-in program Corona Jagrukta series will bring you a special discussion program on COVID-19 tonight. Dr. Piyush Ranjan, Department of Medicine Ames, will participate in the live discussion. Listeners can ask questions to the expert on toll-free number 1-800-115767 and on telephone number 011-2331-4444. You can also post your queries on our Twitter handle at the rate AIR News Alerts by hashtag AskAIR. This can be heard tonight on FM Gold Channel and additional frequencies from 9.30pm onwards. The corridors of hospital have several positive stories to tell. A patient aged 54 years admitted to a hospital in Delhi was critically ill with very low oxygen level. Talking to All India Radio News, Dr. Ashish Khattar, senior physician who treated the patient, says with strong willpower and positive approach, the patient recovered completely after 35 days of hospitalization. Dr. Khattar appealed to the people not to lower their guard even when the cases have started declining. आप लोग सावधानी बरतिए छह फिट की दूरी मास्क सैनिटाइजर इसका इस्तेमाल करें जब तक घर से जाने की बाहर आवश्यकता ना हो घर से बाहर मत निकलिए घर आने पे साबुन से हाथ धोइए या सैनिटाइजर से हाथ धोइए कपड़े चेंज करिए तभी घर वालों के साथ मिक्स होइए यू आर लिसनिंग टू द इवनिंग न्यूज ऑन ऑल इंडिया रेडियो अ रिमाइंडर ऑफ द हेडलाइंस बिफोर वी मूव ऑन Center reviews progress of vaccination and public health response to COVID-19 with states and union territories. Over 24 crore COVID vaccine doses administered so far. Government prohibits use of remdesivir in children with coronavirus infection. National recovery rate further improves to 94.77%. Prime Minister Narendra Modi to participate in outreach session of G7 summit on 12th and 13th June in virtual format. Coverage under Employee State Insurance Act extended to all casual and contractual workers of municipal bodies in the country. Government urges people to not share information on social media about child in distress. Government allows LPG customers to have a choice deciding which distributor they want their LPG refill from. UPSC interview for Civil Services Main Examination 2020 to resume on 2nd of August. And in French Open Tennis, Russia's Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova enters final in women's singles. Maria Sakkari of Greece faces Barbora Kretchikova of Czech Republic in second semifinal. For quick news updates, round the clock, follow us on Twitter handle at AIR News Alerts.
the center has been disseminating awareness of six national level helpline numbers created for the benefit of the citizens during the covid-19 pandemic national helpline of ministry of health and family welfare for covid related queries is 1075 the child helpline number of ministry of women and child development is 1098 for senior citizens of delhi karnataka madhya pradesh rajasthan tamil nadu telangana uttar pradesh and uttarakhand helpline number of the ministry of social justice and empowerment is 14567 the helpline number of the national institute of mental health and neurosciences nemhans for psychological support is 08046 11007 Ayush COVID-19 counseling helpline number is 1443 and my gov whatsapp help desk number is 9013151515 Welcome back to the evening news on All India Radio Prime Minister Narendra Modi will participate in the outreach session of the G7 summit on 12th and 13th June in a virtual format Briefing media this evening external affairs ministry spokesperson Arindam Bagchi said UK currently holds the presidency of the G7 and has invited India along with South Korea and South Africa as guest countries for the G7 summit the meeting will be held in hybrid mode this is the second time prime minister modi will be participating in G7 External Affairs Minister Dr S Jayashankar held a discussion with his Kuwait counterpart Dr Ahmad Nasir Mohammad Al Sabah in a series of tweets Dr Jayashankar welcomed the op- openness to address the issues of Indian community in Kuwait he said he valued Kuwait foreign minister's assessments and insights on regional issues Dr Jayashankar also witnessed the signing of an MOU that will give Indian workers greater legal protection He also launched the celebration of 60th anniversary of India-Kuwait ties. He is on a three-day visit to Kuwait. The External Affairs Ministry today said the material seized last week in Bukharo, Jharkhand is not uranium and not radioactive. In response to a media query, External Affairs Ministry spokesperson Aurindham Bakshi said the gratuitous remarks about India by the Pakistan's Foreign Ministry on a media report about seizure of suspected material indicate their disposition to mullah in India without caring to check or verify facts. The spokesperson also reaffirmed that India maintains a stringent law-based regulatory system for internationally controlled items, which is reflected in its impeccable non-proliferation credentials recognized by the international community. India is in touch with the Chinese side in order to seek an early resumption of travel by Indian citizens to China, especially for those who work or study there, External Affairs Ministry spokesperson Aurindam Bakshi said. Currently, persons from China, including Chinese nationals, are able to travel to India despite the absence of direct air connectivity. However, for Indian nationals, travel to China has not been possible since last November, as the Chinese side had suspended existing visas. In March this year, the Chinese embassy issued a notification about facilitating visas for those taking Chinese-made vaccines. It is understood that several Indian nationals have applied for Chinese visas after getting vaccinated in that manner, but they are yet to be issued visas. Since these Indian nationals have apparently met the requirements laid down by the Chinese embassy, we would hope that the Chinese embassy would be able to issue them visas soon. As conveyed earlier, we have been in touch with the Chinese side in order to seek an early resumption of travel by Indian citizens to China, especially those who work and study there. 
Labor and Employment Minister Santosh Gangwar today announced the decision to extend coverage under the Employees State Insurance Act to all casual and contractual workers working in the municipal bodies in the country. He said the ESI Corporation has been directed to take up the matter with the states and union territories for issue of notification for coverage of casual and contractual workers in the municipal corporation. The coverage will be extended to those casual and contractual employees which are within the implemented areas already notified under the ESI Act by the central government. The government has decided to allow LPG customers to have a choice, deciding which distributor they want their LPG refill from. The decision has been taken with a view to further empower the LPG consumers and making energy accessible and affordable to all. Petroleum and Natural Gas Ministry said now the consumers will be able to choose their delivering distributor from the list of distributors catering to their address within their oil marketing company. In the pilot phase, this unique facility will be available in Chandigarh, Coimbatore, Gurgaon, Pune and Ranchi. The country has registered remarkable growth in the number of institutions of national importance. Total enrollment in higher education and gross enrollment ratio during the last five years. Also, the country has improved its gender parity index, which indicates an improvement in the relative access to higher education for females as compared to males. Union Education Minister Ramesh Bokriyal Nishank today approved the release of the report of All India Survey on Higher Education 2019-20. The report provides key insight on the current status of higher education in the country. The Union Public Service Commission, UPSC, has notified that the interview for Civil Services Main Examination 2020 will resume on the 2nd of August. The interview had begun in April but stopped because of unprecedented progress within the variety of folks contaminated with COVID-19 countrywide. The Delhi government has cancelled the Class 9 and 11 exams. Briefing reporters in New Delhi today, Delhi Education Minister Manish Sisodia said the results will be declared on 22nd of this month. He said exams were postponed in April due to rise in COVID-19 cases. The Maharashtra government has announced a compensation of 5 lakh rupees each for the kin of those who died in the Malad building collapse last night. Chief Minister Udhav Thakre has further announced that the government will bear the cost of treatment of all those who have been injured. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has announced an ex-gratia of 2 lakh rupees each from the Prime Minister's National Relief Fund for the next of kin of those who have lost their lives due to a structure collapse in Malad West in Mumbai. 50,000 rupees would be provided to those who were injured in the accident. President Ramnath Kovind, Vice President M. Venkaya Naidu and Prime Minister Narendra Modi have expressed grief over the demise of Buddha Dev Das Gupta, who was an eminent thinker and poet. They also expressed anguish at the untimely demise of Nangong Dinko Singh, who was one of the finest boxers of the country and an outstanding sportsman. Online nominations and recommendations for the Padma Awards to be announced on the occasion of Republic Day next year are on. The last date for nominations for Padma Awards is 15th of September. Nominations for Padma Awards will be received online only on the Padma Awards portal, which is padmaawards.gov.in. The Padma Awards, namely Padma Vibhushan, Padma Bhushan and Padma Shri, are among the highest civilian awards of the country. 
In the French Open tennis, Russia's Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova has stormed into the women's singles final beating Slovenia's Tamara Zidansek 7-5-6-3. She will vie for her maiden Grand Slam title against the winner of the second semi-final between Maria Sakkari of Greece and Barbora Krejcikova of the Czech Republic. In men's section, 13-time champion Rafael Nadal and top-seeded Novak Djokovic will face each other in the semi-final tomorrow. As the Tokyo Olympics Games knocking at the door, All India Radio has started a series on the preparations for the Games. In the series today, we will feature table tennis, a report. In table tennis, four Indian players have sealed their spot for the Tokyo Olympics this time. In the men's singles, Vetin Sharad Kamal making his fourth appearance at the Summer Games will be accompanied by Satyan Gyansekaran, while Manika Batra and Sutirtha Mukherjee will be competing in the women's singles. The mixed doubles events, which makes its debut at Tokyo this time, will feature the duo of Manika Batra and Sharad Kamal, along with 15 other pairs from across the world. Talking to All India Radio News, veteran Sharad Kamal, who had qualified for the first time for Olympics Games, said that the paddler from the country will be able to put an impressive show in Tokyo. This time, in Tokyo Olympics, we mixed doubles ko leke the country is hopeful that these tennis players will come up with their best performance in the Olympics and live up to the medal tally. And now before we end the bulletin, the headlines once again. Center reviews progress of vaccination public health response to COVID-19 with states and union territories. Over 24 crore COVID vaccine doses administered so far. Government prohibits use of remdesivir in children with coronavirus infection. National recovery rate further improves to 94.77%. Prime Minister Narendra Modi to participate in outreach session of G7 summit on 12th and 13th June in virtual format. Coverage under Employees State Insurance Act extended to all casual and contractual workers of municipal bodies in the country. Government urges people to not share information on social media about child in distress. Government allows LPG customers to have a choice deciding which distributor they want their LPG refill from. UPSC interview for civil services main examination 2020 to resume on 2nd of August. And with that, we end the evening news.